This is Leadership in Motion with Dr. Israel Molina. Welcome to Leadership in Motion. In this episode, we'll discuss content or resent, factors in getting a job after retiring. This is a pretty fascinating subject, and I never really thought about this until I, I spoke to, to someone about it. One of the things that I discovered in my research is that over 10,000 people retire each day in the United States. Over 10,000 people retire. That's a lot of people retiring. If we do the, the math on that, that's about 3.6 million people retire every year. And of that, 40% eventually will, will go back to work. That's about 1.46 million people will actually go back to work. And some, some of the reasons why they go back to work, it could be financial, socioeconomic needs, and sometimes some people are just bored of being at home. They may think that retirement is going to be the best thing to ever happen, but then so after they stay home for a few months or maybe a couple years. In fact, I had no one individual who stayed home for five years and it was driving him crazy that he decided that he was going to go ahead and go back to work, find a job. But there's a lot of barriers to those folks that want to go back to work. Some of the barriers basically, obviously, come by age discrimination. And in our previous episode about discrimination, age discrimination in, in the workplace, we, we, def we found that Age discrimination, although it does occur, and there are, there are plenty of laws on the books to prevent people from getting discriminated against because of age, there's a little bit of bite. There's very little penalties, very little fines against organizations for, for discriminating against people because of their age. So people do it all the time. Companies do it all the time. Businesses do it all the time. Because if all they're going to get is a little slap on the, on the wrist saying, hey, don't do that again, right? And they still don't have to hire you. You know, age discrimination is still out there. One of the things that also keeps us from getting jobs after we retire is qualifications. A lot of the qualifications that we had in previous jobs no longer apply. So if you're retired and you're thinking about getting back into the workplace, you need to go ahead and brush up on uh, those skills or maybe actually go back to school and actually learn something else so that you can be an asset to a business or organization that they may think about hiring, hiring you. So that's something that we have to take a look at. Our qualifications may not match with today's work, workplace, work environment. Experience. Now, one of the things about experience is that it could be a hindrance. Say, like, for example, if, you know, you climbed up the, the, the ladder of success in your previous career before you retired, you were a supervisor, you were a, a manager, maybe an executive manager, director, or where, whatever the case may be, you, you gained a lot of knowledge and skills and ability to, to manage and run an organization and stuff like that. But the thing about it is, is that organizations that are going to try to hire you they see this, and they probably think that, well, you know, this guy has a lot of experience. This person, you know, is probably going to ask for too much money. 
So they really don't want to hire you. So in some cases, your experience might, might keep you from actually getting a job. But one of the biggest barriers to getting hired after you retire is attitude. It's attitude. And one of the things about attitude is a feeling of thoughts and beliefs that reflect your behavior. An attitude. So say like, for example, you did 20 years, 30 years in, in the business world and, you know, yeah, sure, you climbed up the, the, the ladder of success within that organization, right? You know, you probably come with attitude, with an attitude like, hey, you know, been there, done that, you know, I can run this little tiny place, this is really nothing and stuff, right? But sometimes that attitude is going to keep you from getting a job. And I was talking to uh, this lady and she was telling me, that the reason why a lot of people who retire and try to come back to work don't get jobs is because the attitude of content or resent. You're either going to have to be content with the job that you're, you're going to get or resent the job. Every single day, you're going to be like, oh, God, I really don't want to come to work. I really hate this place. This place doesn't really take advantage of my potential, my ability, everything that I bring. Every, you know, I want to make a difference. But some of these companies, they, they really don't want to hear it. They kind of, you know, if you want to get a job and, you know, sure, maybe you were a CEO of a corporation now, but now you're just a forklift driver, you know, working for Home Depot. Are you seriously going to be content with that job, taking a position that's far below your ability? And that was kind of, kind of, you know, kind of funny when I was thinking about it. I really didn't think about that as a hindrance. It's either you got to be content, or you're going to be resentful. I'll tell you a little bit about how. I came about this subject. I have two sons, and they were registering for classes at our local community college. And the community college was it's a pretty nice campus, you know, quite a few buildings out there. They have like this little pond. It's not really big enough to call it like a little man-made lake or anything, but it was it's a pond, and outside. The, the school. You can sit out there. They have little benches out there. And you can take a look at the pond and enjoy the South Texas breeze, summer breeze, and it feels really nice out. I sat on this one bench and I watched two geese. And they were just jumping into the water, coming out of the water, and one of the geese just laid on the grass for a while, not too far away from me, maybe about eight, ten feet away from me. So as my sons were registering for classes and going through all the motions, I'm just enjoying the, the beautiful sunny day, just watching the geese, just playing in the water and, and in the grass. When not too far away from me, maybe about 15, 20 feet away on another bench, this lady looked at me and said, they might attack you. I said, excuse me? She said, the geese. They might attack you because you're sitting too close to their eggs. I was like, oh, wow. I, you know, I was born and raised in Chicago, and Chicago's a concrete jungle. We really don't have much encounters with wildlife, geese, 
or anything like that. So I was really kind of just taking taking it all in. But she told me that I was sitting too close to the nest and the geese might attack me. So I got up and I moved towards her bench and I sat down not to, um, right next to her on her bench as we watched the geese. Not too long after that, she goes ahead and pulls out a bag and starts pulling out some bird feed. And now she's feeding the the geese. The geese are coming to her. Apparently, she's a, a regular at this pond, and the geese are coming and and they're actually they're actually eating out of, out of her hand. And I was like, wow, that is so cool. She tells me a little bit about the geese. She tells me these geese are Egyptian Egyptian geese, and she knew the name of the Egyptian type of Egyptian geese, and I really didn't know. She she comes there every day on her lunch hour to feed the geese. I thought that, that was so cool. You know, here here we are in this college campus. If you can imagine the college campus, it's nice, it's so quiet, it's so tranquil. And and now she's feeding the geese. And she says, the landscaper really doesn't like the geese being here. Because the geese, what they do is they start laying eggs and they scare other birds away. So she tells me that she's not supposed to feed them, but she kind of wants to feed them. Apparently, she's been doing this for quite a while. In fact, she's even named the geese. One of the geese is called Cleo, and the other one she calls Caesar. Kind of thinking about it, wait up, that's really not Egyptian. I, I believe that's Greek. But they're none, never, never, nevertheless, they're Egyptian geese. And they do scare the other birds away. And then so as I was was telling her, wow, you know, I would love to work in a place like this. I would love to spend my lunch hour out here and and feed the geese and just watch the the birds and and the wildlife out here, you know, during my my lunch hour. And she, she was asking me about my background. I said, well, used to be a manager of distribution operations for the Postal Service. I was in charge of 450 employees, 30 supervisors, and three facilities. And and um, I, I had a pretty good career. I had a really, really good career. And then so I um, was also in the, in the military. I got to a certain rank, and I retired. And then so um, I told her, I can't tell you how many times I've applied to work here at the college campus. And... I'm at the point where I really don't care what I really do. But, you know, every time I apply, every time I apply and I put down my experience, my background and everything, I don't I don't even get an interview. In fact, I don't even get a call. In fact, sometimes not even an acknowledgement that my application was even submitted. She turned to me and said, oh, the problem is, it's because either content you're either going to be content or you're going to resent. And I asked her, what do you mean about content or resent? And she said, oftentimes when people come out of retirement and they get a job, they apply for a job, and they get hired, but then as days go by, they're like, you know, this place really, you know, I, I can really do this and that. You know, they really hate being there. So they start calling in. They don't come in to work. They, they come late. They really don't care to be there. So 
then the, the, the boss, the supervisor, are, are stuck with an individual that now they, it's going to be pretty hard to fire this person, but, but the person is not content with the job that they're given. Apparently, at a previous job, they were at a certain level, but now maybe they're going to be probably somebody working maybe for housekeeping or, or maybe just some little menial job, you know, in, in, the, in the college campus. You know, who wants to go ahead and be the person to clean the tables, you know, in the cafeteria or just somebody who's vending in the school bookstore? So what happens is, she says, people are not hired because of the fact that they're not, they know that they're not going to be content in this job. You're going to be resentful. You're going to resent the people that you work with. So she says probably the reason why you're not going to get hired is because they actually believe that you're going to do that and or you're just going to walk, walk off the job. I assured her that if I were to get a job here, <laughs> I honestly, you know, it, it would be okay. I wouldn't walk off the job. Um, I'll come and I'll do whatever I have to do. Um, I'm at that point in my career, well, actually, I'm going to retire from my second job, where I'll, I'll be content with ju doing just about anything. So she told me what's very important is that before you when you submit that resume is write a cover letter and tell them that, sure, you have all this experience, you know, you know that you can do this and that, but you're just looking for a job just to pass the time of day or maybe a, a, just a simple job that you're really not looking for upward mobility. You're not looking for, you know, something that's going to last forever. Just something that is going to maybe just keep you occupied maybe for about 10, 20, 30 hours, maybe a week. Something that you can just go out and just, you know, just do something. And as long as you can show them an attitude that, hey, you're willing to do absolutely anything, more than likely, they'll, they'll hire you. So I started thinking about it. And, you know, I told her, very th I told her thank you very much for, um, you know, g giving me that little bit of a tidbit of information. As she walked away, you know, I was thinking about the geese. The geese were, again, playing in their pond. They were jumping in and out of the water. Cleo was jumping back on her eggs to keep them warm. And I thought to myself, here are two Egyptian geese in southern Texas in a pond, but they were as happy as can be. The two geese were content in their little pond, in their little world. Sure, you know, if they were Egyptian geese, they would probably they would probably be probably be on the on the Nile, you know, river or someplace out there beautiful and stuff, right? But these two geese were content to just live as happily as can be and go through their day in in their little pond. So I thought to myself, I guess that's the attitude that we we should have. I guess attitude just like the geese. Just be content with what you have. Be happy with what you have. Be grateful for what you have. Although that 
you, sh you could have been doing something else. Sure, you probably done something bigger, better, maybe became a CEO of a corporation or whatever the case may be. Be content with where you're at, especially if you're coming out of retirement. If you're coming out of retirement and you just want to get out and do something, I guess that's why a lot of people, they volunteer. A lot of people volunteer their time. You know, they, they do whatever they can to, to volunteer, you know, in the school, in the church, in their community, you know, Habitat for Humanity. They volunteer in their church, yeah, after they retire. Because it's not so much as trying to climb up the, the ladder of success in a corporation and stuff, right, because you've been there, done that. It's just trying to make a difference in our community, in our society, you know, make a difference in people's lives, which you should be very grateful for, that you have the opportunity to do that, the strength, the ability to actually go out and do things for others. I think when I retire pretty soon, I think I'll be very content doing just about anything, as long as it involves servicing people, provide service to people in any which aspect, be grateful for what I have, for my strengths, and just help others. And it doesn't matter if I don't become a CEO, again, of a corporation, a manager, executive, supervisor. It really doesn't matter anymore. Been there, done that. I made a difference. I just want to make a difference in other people's lives. And, and actually, um, it might be just a, maybe a little bit selfish, I guess, because I feel really good when I help others. And it doesn't matter about how much I get paid or my position, my status. I'm okay where I'm at. So one of the things that you need to do is be content with what you have. Be grateful for everything that you've had in the past. And do the best you can. And again, I always talk about the Air Force core values. And that's service, excellence, and, and, and integrity. If you do everything with integrity, everything works out. If you provide service and excellence in everything that you do, everything works out. One good example about content resent is the example of Kobe Bryant of the Los Angeles Lakers. And if you follow United States basketball, you know who Kobe Bryant is. Kobe Bryant was, was a champion over and over again with the L.A. Lakers. He was a great athlete. He retired. He retired, and what did he do? Did he manage a, a major basketball team? Did he run a major corporation? No. He was actually content coaching his daughter's basketball team. He was content helping people within his community. He was content doing things for others. Now, here, here's a person who, by all means, had the right to have an eagle. All by right, he had to just say, hey, you know what? I am, you know, so-and-so, you know, champion, you know, in basketball, NBA champion. You know, but the thing about it is, is that he didn't let that attitude, you know, actually, you know, dominate his life. He was content 
with doing anything, helping others, you know, encouraging people. And that's, that's the beauty about when you're content with what you're doing. And I, th- I think he lived a, a great example. He lived a great example. There are, there's, there's been memorials over and over about uh, Kobe Bryant. And, and if a- anybody exemplifies the, the beauty of being content, you know, after success, you know, he, he definitely, definitely exemplifies that. So whatever you want to do in life, you know, be content with what you're doing. And I wish you the very best in everything that you do. I'd like to thank you very much for um, listening to my podcast. If you'd like to reach out to us, our email is leadershipinmotion036 at gmail.com. If you um, like, like to go ahead and take a look at our Patreon page, our Patreon page is out there so that we can go ahead and um, create an outreach program for our community and our youth in our community. I'm hoping to create training programs that people can actually get free online. If anybody has a topic that they're interested about, interested in, they can go ahead and take a look at our webpage. And hopefully, um, you know, we can go ahead and make a difference in your life. I'd like to thank you for everything. And uh, as always, take the lead today for a better tomorrow. This has been Leadership in Motion with Dr. Israel Molina. Please subscribe to our podcast.